Well, welcome to the podcast that we call Time in God's Word. And this is David Carnes, middle of the week. Great to be with you as always. And as we come back together, we are just walking our way through the final section of John chapter 3. You remember what we're looking at is we are looking at the supremacy of Jesus. Now, you also remember that there's a theme verse in all of this. It's verse number 30 where we read the words of John the Baptist, where he speaks of Jesus and himself, when John says, he must increase, but I must decrease. Now, John making the statement that Jesus must be uplifted, that we must point the world to Jesus. He is superior, Jesus is supreme. But now, with that said, what John then goes on to do is, he gives reasons as to why Jesus is superior. And we're looking at those reasons now. And today, as we continue through the text, we are looking at the fourth reason that John gives in all this. We look at verse number 34. And in John chapter 3, verse 34, we are going to see that John the Baptist brings up the fact that Jesus possesses the infinite fullness of the Spirit. And understand, but that makes Jesus superior, that he possesses the infinite fullness of of the Spirit. So, this is what we're going to look at today. And so, let me take us to the text again, John chapter 3 and verse number 34, as we spend time in God's Word. Here's number four. Why is it that Jesus must increase? Why is He supreme? Well, number four, Jesus possesses the infinite fullness of the Spirit. Now, if you're a note-taker, write that down. Jesus possesses the infinite fullness of the Spirit. We see it in verse number 34. This is what verse 34 says. Again, the words of John the Baptist in all this. John says, For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. Now, Again, let me just say this, another wonderful statement about our, about our Lord. And, and let me just break this verse down for us. Let's do this. But we see the first part of the verse. You're looking at your Bible, speaking of Jesus, when John says, For he whom God has sent utters the words of God. Now stop right there. That's a great statement. But John is saying, this one Jesus, what does he do? He speaks the words of God. That's what he says. And so when the people heard Jesus speak then they were hearing the words of who? They were hearing the words of God. But then understand this, not only the people during the time of Jesus, but everyone else after that. I mean, here's the deal. As you and I read the words of Jesus from the Scriptures, what are we getting? We're getting God's Word. We're getting God's thoughts. We're getting God's instructions. We're getting God's encouragement. Sometimes we're even getting God's chastisement. But when you read the words of Jesus, you're getting the words of God. That's what you're getting. Even today, God still speaks, and He speaks through Jesus off the pages of Scripture. But now, with that said, you look then back at verse number 34, and you notice this. Notice the next statement when John says about Jesus. He says this. He says, For He gives the Spirit without measure. Now, again, it is a a wonderful statement Again, verse 34, for he gives the Spirit without measure. Now, understand what John is saying here is, God has given Jesus someone. God has given Jesus someone. 
Who is that someone? The Bible says the Spirit. You see that? He has given the Spirit without measure. He has given to Jesus the Spirit. Now, but then not only that, but you notice that the text says that God has given Jesus the Spirit. Do you see this? Without measure. Now, again, that is a great statement. Let me show you why. But again, the point being made is Jesus has been given the Spirit. By the way, just like you and me, let me, let me say this quickly. Just like you and me, all believers in Jesus have the Spirit within them, right? That's what the Bible teaches. But let me say that when it, come, when it comes to Jesus and it comes to you and me, there is something different though here. And that is, you notice that Jesus has the Spirit, again, without measure. You see that. Now, you ask, what does that mean? Here's what it means. But without measure, that means without limits. That's what that means. That means an infinite measure. That means a measure of no end. That's what that means. The word, by the way, measure in the Greek text is the word metron. The word means length. The word means a portion of length. And you notice again, Scripture says that when it it comes to Jesus, that the Spirit has been given to Him and there is no portion of length here. But the Spirit has been given to Jesus without measure. Again, we we can understand this to say without limit, without measure, infinite fullness is how we can read this. Now, with that said then, we have to ask a question. The question is, So again, what does this mean? How do we understand this without limits, without measure? Here's the answer. That is, with Jesus, He is in a perfect relationship with God. There are no limits, no hindrances here. Jesus and the Father along with the Spirit are perfectly united as one. And this is what this means. Jesus has been given the Spirit without measure. Now, with that said, we can ask, well, again, every believer has the Spirit within them. Do we not possess the Spirit without measure? The answer to that question is no, we don't. Not at this time we don't. We do not. And understand, we can say that simply because as sinners, and that's what we are, we still have sin within our lives that does what? it blocks that perfect relationship with God that we could have. And yes, even though the Spirit lives within us, there are times that our relationship with God, it is not what it should be. Would you agree? Absolutely. And it's at those times, what do we do? Well, here's what happens. It's at those times that the Spirit convicts us. It's at those times then you can get back into line with God, but we are not yet experiencing the the Spirit without measure We are not in a perfect relationship with God. Not yet, but understand this. That happens one day, and when does that happen? That happens when we're in heaven. Then we're going to experience what? The Spirit without measure. That's when we'll experience that. Not until then. But now, with that said, let me just do this. Take us back to verse 34, and let me just bring something else out here. But you look at the verse, and again, you notice at the front of the verse, notice that John says, Jesus utters the words of God. Now you see that. Now, I want you to understand this. But since Jesus has the Spirit without measure, again, there are no limits to His relationship with the Father, that Jesus and the Father are perfectly united, that they are one along with the Spirit. And in part, that means, hear me, 
In part, what that means is everything that Jesus says, perfect in every way. Why? Because it's right from God. We've learned this. And everything that He says then, it is perfect in every way. Every way. Because He has the Spirit without measure. In a perfect relationship with God. By the way, let me just bring this out. Uh, We brought this out last Sunday. You remember back up in verse number 32. Again, we looked at it last Sunday. We learned that since Jesus is from heaven, that He's able to speak of heavenly things and speak of them perfectly. Why? Simply because He has seen, He's heard the things of heaven. Well, now in verse number 34, John just expands on that. He just takes that a little bit further. And he says, since Jesus and the Father and the Spirit are one, since Jesus has the Spirit without measure, that he is in a perfect relationship with God, then all that comes from his mouth, all of his words, they are from the Father, they are from God, they are perfect. So there's no need, by the way, hear me, knowing that there's no need to ever doubt anything that Jesus has ever uttered. You would never doubt it. And by the way, let me just say, that's what we can learn from this. And so let let me say, but that makes Jesus then what? It makes Him supreme. This is why He is to always increase. This is why you and I are to always point the world to Jesus and not ourselves. Again, it's not about us. It's about Him. And understand this, but no man other than Jesus can ever say that they speak perfect truth. That they speak from God. Only Jesus can say that. Then I say that, and I just want to add this before we move on. But understand, no preacher can make the claim about himself that he speaks perfect truth. A preacher can't say that. I mean, I want you to understand something. I can never stand here and ever say to you that I speak inerrantly. I can't say that. The reason I can't say that is because I'm a sinful man. And so that's why you always fact check as to what has been said from the Scriptures as a preacher preaches. Do you do that? I hope you do. I mean, I would love for you to be like the Bereans in Acts chapter 17 who as Scripture says, they received the Word with all eagerness, examining the Scriptures daily to see if these things were so. That's what you need to be like. But again, yet another feature of the supremacy of Jesus, and that is, Jesus possesses the infinite fullness of the Spirit. Because of that, He speaks perfect truth. All that God says, He speaks. Well, it is a blessing to know that Jesus is in that perfect, intimate relationship with God the Father and God the Spirit. And as a result, we can know that all that Jesus says is the perfect Word of God. But now, that is the fourth point in this look into the superiority of Jesus. And what we're going to do next time when we come together, we're going to close this section out of John's Gospel. But until then, you have a blessed day. You live for the Lord Jesus and you love Him. And we will see you next time as we spend time in God's Word. Mm -hmm.